0: Hey there folks, Ian here, and uh, before I start, just uh, a bit of um, an apology for uh, the um, haphazard release schedule of late. Um, we recorded this episode on uh, Thursday last week, which was the 3rd of September, um, but with my dad's funeral and clearing out his house and whatnot, um, it was my turn to edit and I didn't want to like voice that on Mark, so uh, you know, I had to delay the... Um, Editing and uploading a bit, so apologies. Um, I'm actually going to Italy this week as well, but we are gonna we are gonna do an episode. But um, at the end of this episode, we talk about um, I think reviewing Turbo Kid. I believe at the end of the show, uh, we'll probably do that as a full review as well as uh, Legend. And I imagine the next show is probably going to be quite a long one. Uh, I hope so anyway, because you know we actually skip what we watched on this one, as you're about to hear. It's the most rambling episode ever but um, hopefully it's not too self-indulgent anyway, uh, here we go thank you
1: you get up two and a half million dollars, any asshole in the world knows what to do, you get a house with a 25 year roof, an indestructible Jap economy shitbox you put the rest into the system of three to five percent to pay your taxes and that's your base get me, that's your fortress of fucking solitude, that puts you for the rest of your life at a level of fuck you somebody wants you to do something, fuck you. Boss pisses you off, fuck you. Own your house, have a couple bucks in the bank, don't drink. That's all I have to say to anybody at any social level. Did your grandfather take risks? Yes. I guarantee he did it from a position of fuck you. A wise man's life is based around fuck you. The United States of America is based on fuck you. You're a king, you have an army, Greatest navy in the history of the world? Fuck you! Blow me! We'll fuck it up ourselves, which we have done. Beautiful fuck you position, lost forever. Good evening. We want to just quickly send a nice, friendly message to the Fraternal Order of Police in Philadelphia.
2: Friendly.
0: Number one, two, five of Dude and a Monkey. If you've missed the previous 124 installments, then you're not going to know what's going on because this is an ongoing narrative. Um, it is, yeah.
2: It, it, it is a story like that. What was that? What was that podcast thing called that everyone shit the C- bricks about? Cereal. Cereal, That's it. Yeah, it's, it, it's that, but better.
0: The twist is that Mark is cornflakes and I'm cocoa pops.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. fucking
0: Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, episode 125. um, I, I really hope this isn't somebody's first episode, because Jesus fucking Christ, um,
2: <laughs> and, um... Because it's, because trust me, this is a highlight.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's all downhill from here, folks. It's all down, da- yes. Um, so, episode 125, of Dude the Monkey, my name's Ian Loring, and as always, I am joined by...
2: Uh, um, Matt Foster, hello guys!
0: He's, he's on it, he's sharp, he's quick, reflexes like a tiger. Um, yeah. On this week's show, we are going to be talking about the F. Gary Gray directed biopic straight out of Compton. Um, the um, g- g- somewhat surprise smash of the summer season, I suppose. Um, somewhat just I, I yeah. suppose people thought it was going to do well but not as well as it has done so yeah the, the U, US box office tracking doesn't seem to consider anybody but white people it
2: doesn't there you go <laughs> it's, it's just that's just uh, yeah it doesn't it, it, it it's straight out of continent I think like you say people expected it to do a decent amount of money but not to, to blow up, um, like it did. I think it was also, what was the surprise was, people expected it to make money over a, 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 a sort of, a, a month period. And it'd be one of those that, that, that trickles to, to easily, easily covering its budget. Um but it didn't, it, it, it fucking it exploded for, you know, a, you know, an R-rated movie, um that's about, you know, a band that, you know, a lot of people haven't heard of, you know, outside of a certain community. Yes, that, that contains certain members that everyone's fucking heard of. But I think it, it was that that kind of surprised, surprised certain, certain elements of the media. It was, was, was how, was the reverence of which people actually went to see this movie.
0: Yes, yeah, no, exactly. I mean, we'll, we'll get into it, but yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. Um, and we'll also be, um, doing a little tribute to Wes Craven. Um, who very sadly died this week at the age of 76, yeah, Yeah. okay, I had eight in my mind and I thought that was wrong, yeah, Uh, so uh, we're going to be doing a kind of a retro review of uh, 1991's The People Under the Stairs.
2: Uh, I believe it is 1991. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes, it is indeed. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Uh, did that without looking it up. I am impressed with myself. Well done, me. Um, so yeah, we'll be taking a look at people in the says. I'm sure talking about West Craven generally. Um, I myself don't actually have any trailers to talk about. So um, uh, maybe Mark's got some. But do you?
2: Um, two, two.
0: Okay, we'll move on to those. I, I, I think I think we're going to watch
2: the trailer. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, yeah, and I'll just say we'll do some what we watched as well, and uh, I think we've got some Twitter questions and stuff going on. But uh, anyway, uh, apologies, Mark. Yes, uh, I did kind of, I did kind of uh, fuck up there. Um, I'm not having the best intro to the show, am I? Um, <laughs> trailers,
2: just talk. Uh, yeah, uh, watch the trailer for uh, Concussion, the uh, Please Give Me an Oscar Will Smith movie for this year. No, uh, sure. it, what he seems to have done this... Time is. He seems to have tried to. Well, he's doing an accent for a Start off. Um, it's all based around a uh, true story again. He's 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 trying to add that in. Uh, he's bringing American football in it, so it, it, it's a it's a man taking on this giant fucking you know NFL. This 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 big huge corporation, uh, and it's the guy who came out and said that the concussion is more than just uh, you need to have a week off. It, you know, it, multiple concussions essentially is. An illness, um, and it's that. Uh, if you watch the trailer, it, it is quite simply again Will Smith desperately, desperately trying to to, to win an Oscar, uh, and he won't win an Oscar because he, he quite simply is he is not that good an actor. He's he should stick to being. Will Smith, or should have stuck, to being Will Smith movie star, because he was a lot better at it, um, in a similar way to, to what we got with with, with Tom Cruise uh, in that. When Tom Cruise went off to try and win an Oscar, it, it didn't suit him, to be honest. But when he's been a movie star, it, it's a lot better. Uh, and especially when you're supporting cast features Albert Brooks and Alec Baldwin, who are both very, very good actors, you're never going to outshine them. Um, it, it looks like it'll be good in spite of will smith rather than because of him uh and the other one is the trailer for the danish girl um eddie uh Ray-Bans, um seems woman. like
0: i'm a woman
2: now oh, he's a little bit doing that voice actually um just does, does eddie raybans actually realize that he can make films set in his own time? Because they all either appear to be that one that he doesn't want people to mention happened, or period pieces.
0: Well, the no, Jupiter Ascending set in the present day It's just not in, like, in the present day world. Well, I, I I, I,
2: I, a good point, yes, a, a fair point there, but he wants you to forget that that exists. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but yeah, every other film that he seems to be doing or have done recently seems to be some kind of period piece. <laughs> um, this is, Tom Hooper um won an Academy Award and then did Lame's, which was very well received. Um, and, and you know
0: We both like it. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, man, we reviewed it. Never
2: want to watch it again. It. <laughs> but but we we, well, we did enjoy watching it, and like I say, I, I will never watch Lemmy's again. But I enjoyed watching it when I did watch it. But the thought of watching it again fills me with fear. In the same way that the Lord of the Rings films fill me with fear. I enjoyed them and I met Memory of them is great. I don't want to watch them again because I don't want to sully that memory and have a feeling it will be. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's an Academy Award-winning director who directed a, a, a musical that was very well-received, looked very good, everything like that, and was nominated for a bunch of awards, won a bunch of awards. And he's got a new film coming out with, you know, a what should be a he's-so-hot-right-now and a, a she's-so-hot-right-now actress that... Nobody really seems to give a shit about. Mm. There are, there isn't anybody really out there going, oh this looks amazing. And then I was thought, well why? And then I saw the trailer. It's because it looks really, really boring. Mm. I mean, I have I a feeling this film will be two and a half hours long and it will just preach at you for two and a half hours and hope that because it's about um, gender change and transgender, and that's a very hot topic at the moment, that people will be afraid to go, it's a bit shitless, this, or, or it's a bit dull, or anything like that, because they'll live in this fear of people going, oh, that that that's because you don't agree with transgender. It's like, whoa, no, 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 no. I just think it looks boring. I it's not like I don't agree with the principles or anything like that. I just don't agree with boring-looking fucking movies. And this looks like a boring fucking-looking movie. Um, I watched the trailer for it, but honestly, it was two and a half minutes. And I thought, shit, if I watched two and a half hours of that, I could barely get through two and a half minutes.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. I haven't seen that trailer yet. It feels like a film that's almost kind of just based around a meme. Like that picture of of, uh, Eddie Redmayne, that first still that was released... It kind of feels like that's going to be a meme for something in the future, and that's all that film will ever live on as in, in cultural that sh-
2: relevance. That shot, I'm not joking. I, it was in the trailer a couple of times, you know. And it's not not that particular still, but that same shot of him being dressed up as a woman and looking down from one side and then looking up into the camera. It ha- that happens a lot. <laughs> in that trailer. So Christ knows how much is going to happen in the movie. But, uh, that was, that was it. Um, it, I seem to see the same four or five trailers every time I seem to go and see a movie at the moment. And it is just the Transporter, uh, um and, um there's a couple of other ones that I, that are now just don't sit in my brain because I seem to see, see the same two or three trailers over and over again. So it's just become a little bit like that top cat thing you see at the view.
0: I don't know what
2: that is, but okay. Uh before every single uh, film at View, um there is a um an advert basically saying that uh the cinema is equipped with subtitling facilities and uh audio oh, description for Oh,
0: Jesus, they're still playing that. We used to show that.
2: And that that's the top cat one and they are still playing it. So oh, can you imagine God. seeing that? Every single time you go to View. Now that's alright if you go to the cinema three, four times a yeah. If you go to the cinema five times a month <laughs> It's been you know, nearly four years. times a year. It's
0: been nearly four years since I left View and they're still showing that.
2: Yeah, and so if it's been like that for like four or five years and you're talking thirty oh, times a year, God. I must have seen that a hundred times.
0: Jesus Christ.
2: Yes. People who got a view in the UK right now are going, oh my God, yes. Yes.
0: The thing is, like, I I went to that view once since I left, and it was for a preview screening of Cabin in the Woods, which, tangent time, is the last film I saw on 35mm, and I'm so glad I went to that screening, because the last one before that that I did was a test screening of the Iron Lady. I had to run the print for that. Can you imagine
2: that in the last film you saw in 35mm? Yeah,
0: but thankfully it wasn't. It was Cabin in the Woods. And I'll I'll grab that with both hands. You Mm. know, I I remember the last film I saw in 35mm in the Cineworld in Cardiff, that was Ned's, which I'm actually pretty happy with. Um, Yeah, so the last one at The View was Cabin in the Woods. The last one at the Cineworld was Ned's. Um... I think I yeah, ever saw a 35mm on the Odeon in Cardiff. So, yeah, there last,
2: last Last film I saw on 35mm uh, was... Um, it was nearly a year ago. Uh And it was uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street when I saw that at City Screen. That was projected on 35mm.
0: I'd like to think I'll be able to, I, I I will watch something else in 35mm again, or 16mm, like, one day. I mean, Jesus Christ, I'm planning on going to see The Hateful Eight in 70mm, so, you know... <laughs>
2: But That's it i mean, I'm, I'm lucky when the city screen do that their retro uh screenings, a lot of the time um you know when it's the if it's one of the ones where it's like the matinee Mondays or something like that, a lot of those are digital projections but if they have like a like for instance, like a couple of years ago I saw um apocalypse now where they just happened to have it on uh and that was on um thirty five now oh
0: man. Yeah, nice. I, God, that just flashed me back as well when you said Apocalypse Now. We did a kind of a, a retro screening of The Godfather at Vue uh, when I was working at the View in Bristol once. God, that was eight years ago when I started working there. Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, The Godfather. The <laughs> film was so big that it almost, almost came off the platter and it was just like Oh, man, I've never seen... That and Avatar were the two... Just because Avatar had loads of ads and trailers when it first came out. And that mm. was just almost, almost, almost... Actually, do you know what? The first week of Avatar in 35mm, I... If I remember correctly, I think we... No, do you know what? No, we were thinking of having an intermission and and having a second, a second and a half print but we never did it, but we were really close to that. But yeah, The Godfather, holy shit, it was like just coming off the edge. And that was one of the last ones yeah, we did well, in 35 mil before we started doing digital ones when that happened. And I remember, Jesus Christ, we did a fucking digital screening of Death in Venice once. And I think there was two <laughs> people in the audience.
2: Well, I, I, I remember when they, they showed uh, Apocalypse Now a City Screen, um... I, I I went full full fucking like proper nerd on it, uh, uh, and was talking to to Joe. I know that was the cinema, and um, and I sort of said to him, you know, like, is it because it, it was around the same time as they released the um the Blu-ray? And I said, oh, I need to it off Blu-ray, and he's like, oh no, it, it, it's it's on thirty-five mil, and I was like, oh, can I see it?
0: Was it theatrical or Redux?
2: Uh, theatrical.
0: Was it like newly struck or was it just one that had been no, around? Oh my god, so it had around. That, oh,
2: had yeah. dirt on and whatnot. Jeez. And I was, I, I was like, can I, can I, can I see it? And Joe being Joe just kind of smiled and went, of course you can see it. Yeah. So it's something like, you know, and I was in full nerve mode just looking at it and Ashley was, was, was sat in there about to, so I, it was sort of set it all up, and I'm watching the projector going like that, and just, so up went, I've never seen someone look at essentially just a roll of film with such amazement at that that contains all of this. Dude,
0: yeah, man. I mean, that's the um, fucking and, magic, isn't it? Jesus. Yeah,
2: the thing is, it, it is, um, I remember talking to Joe, this that was a couple of years ago now, I remember talking to Joe not too long ago, and I was talking about that uh, to him, And he said that's they never they never recalled that print. It's 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 still it's still upstairs. Do you know what? And I was I was saying to him, oh, do you know what? Put my name on it. And if at any point you go, we need to get rid of this, or someone tells you to get rid of it or anything like that, I will I will have it. I will gladly just have it, just to own that because. I don't want it was struck or like that. It, it could have been a, a, a reprint from the 80s or anything like that. Um, but it, it could have been from fucking, you know, the, it could have been a, a 1979 Brent. It, it, you know, you, who knows who's seen that, where it's been and it's, it's this amazing thing and, you know, yeah, I'd, I'd be alone and it's, it's fucking, it's huge. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's fucking now! Jesus Christ, it's I mean, huge. That fuck is gone. But be. I would, I would, I would have it mounted and have it just on the fucking wall. And when people go, "What's that?" I go, "That's a fucking apocalypse now." And they go, well, it, "It's just a, it's just a roll of film." Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that's what fucking, that's what film is. Well, no, I mean it's like you'd, film.
0: You'd have just, you'd have to mount like all the reels, unless you actually put all the reels together and then yeah. just wound them a lot. Jesus Christ, I wonder how long that would take.
2: It was just wonderful.
0: If you just had to wind them all on together manually, how long that would take. Christ, I had Uh, to fucking wind... I dropped a print of Sex in the City the day it came out, and I had to wind back on about... I think about 45 minutes worth of that film, like, by hand, had to, like, untangle it and wrap it around uh, the print. And uh, it took me four hours to do
2: 45
0: minutes worth.
2: So mm. like I... I mean, it's one of those things where you, you've got to look at it, and it, it is. People do um, kind of you know, film people do kind of. I mean, Billy on about you know the the, the, the lost art of projectionist and things like that, which you know you you were one. Um, mm. But it, it it is that that thing. It, it's you know, and it why I I still and I know there's a lot of people out there who say it doesn't matter like that, but I I still maintain that. You know, I would happily prefer to watch something projected on film with a little bit of fuzz or something shot on film with that, that, that film look at any, any time over digital.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's,
2: it's, it just gives me fucking goosebumps.
0: No, yeah, I mean, it is, it's the kind of the magic of the whole thing and it it does kind of feel like you, you're, you're inherently losing something when it is ones and zeros. But I mean, it's, I don't know. It's it's a shame because I mean like these days I don't know I mean like I've I've, I've decided a sl- sub tangent here you know my my digital HD versus Blu-ray conundrum yeah I've decided what I'm doing right
2: <laughs> yeah
0: Blu-rays that things yeah. that come out on Blu-ray. Digital yeah. HD for the increasing number of things that don't come out on Blu-ray and never will. Example. Spring.
2: Yeah.
0: You can get the Region A Blu-ray. I tried to get yeah. two Region A Blu-ray players in the last two months and both of them had faults. And I've I'd, I'd returned both of them. I've got a feeling that's a sign from the gods saying it's not meant to fucking be. <laughs> so... Spring, I've got it HD Apple TV, fine. That's that's fine. Like Royal Tenenbaums, Life Aquatic, they're not out on H on Blu-ray in the UK. I'll have I'll just have the iTunes copies. You know, whatever it'll have to do. Mad Max Fury Road. There's no fucking way on God's green earth. I'm just gonna have that on iTunes HD. Yeah. There's no fucking way. Mark, 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 seriously. Yeah, I'm telling you, there's no fucking
2: way. All right. So you get you getting that on the Blu-ray. On
0: the Blu-ray, I'm getting that on the fucking Blu-ray. Anything that comes out on Blu-ray in the UK, I will get. Again, that I want, I will get the Blu-ray of it. If it's not available, I will get the iTunes copy. There you go. I've got the best of both worlds. Sounds like
2: you've made peace.
0: Peace has been attained. I'm fucking done. So yeah, the way, going back, going out of the sub tangent, the the ones in zeros thing. It is, I mean, it I, I, it is a shame. Like you even look at 4K, and it, it doesn't have that that texture, that thing, that that almost intangible might actually be in the mind thing.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I think it, it absolutely is um, completely in the mind. Because I, I remember coming out of uh, um, out of Interstellar, which was the last film I think I saw, um, new film that I saw uh, at cinema that was uh, shot on film. Mm. Um, and we went to, me, myself, Becky, and Isabel, I went to see Interstellar, and then um, we went to Byron Berger afterwards. And I was talking to Becky and Isabel about Interstellar and everything like that, and Becky just burst out laughing. And I said... Well, and says, well, what are you laughing at? And she said, it, it, I just, I find it cute and amusing that you have literally just spent the past 20 minutes talking to me, who I, I, I I care, but not quite as much as you and Isabel, who kind of doesn't know what you're on about, talking about the subtle minutiae and the subtle differences between shot on film and shot digitally and why film is just better. And I was like, right, she said, but you even spoke to the waiter about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did I? Should... And, and the waiter happened to be um, stood quite near to where the waiting <laughs> station was. it, it, it turned out that point and went, you did. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I was like, do you know what? I
0: think I do care. A little bit too much. I mean, to, I, I mean, I am going to be the most fucking boring dad to Lossie when, when she's older. I mean, unless I can get her into this stuff, but the thing is, I'm the only obsessively film person about. So I, it's just, I think it's just going to be what, like, the thing that dad really likes that I don't understand. You know? And, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it kind of, it, it, it is what it is. You know? I mean, like, um, frankly growing up in this area she'll probably like rugby and that will be the thing and whatever that's fine you know i i actually feel like i'm gonna have to make an effort to watch the rugby world cup just so i can keep up with conversations for the next two fucking months (laughs) like like like, seriously like it's insane um but yeah so i I, yeah i mean I, i think it's gonna be like even though the the Ghibli indoctrination is gonna start soon, I think. Like she's fucking twenty months This is oh, nice. nice, this is nice. We're not even having a fucking structure, we're just chatting. I hope this is interesting for people. Um but like I hope um, this is interesting as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but, oh, It's interesting for us. Yeah, yeah, you know, it is, yeah, so it's very self indulgent, but never mind, we'll get to stuff. Um so yeah, I mean like I've got one like the ghiblies I've got on Blu ray, right? I've got Totoro. Um, spirited Away, Mononoke, yep. and The Wind Rises. Okay, so... Totoro is the only one she's even going to get anything out of for at l- at the very fucking... At the very least, very least six or seven years. Like, Mononoke, there's no way. It's two we- and a half hours long. It, it deals with quite serious themes. It's actually quite adult. It's quite violent. Spirited yes, away, it is, yeah. Spirited Away... Spirited it kind Away...
2: It's long. Isabel was was watched sprint away when she was about six.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fine. That's the aim. That's the wind rises. That's not a kids' film. It's 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 not a. That is oh. defiantly not a kids' film. That is a grown up, awesome, adult
2: animated film. Animated um, film that just happens to be an animated film. Yeah. Total, religion, your your best introduction. Um, uh, and then possibly Pocarosa.
0: <laughs> what about Kiki's Delivery uh, Service?
2: Is what like Kiki's library says, it's one of the ones she watches least. Um How's Moving Castle, she 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 loved from a sort of quite an early age as well. I might try her on Oh and Ponya. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh uh, anyway, yeah, so
0: yeah, so I mean like I don't know. It's I I've just gotta I've gotta have just got to i have got i am at the time where I'm 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 seriously considering that kind that that kind of stuff. You know, like actually she's getting old enough that she might actually sit there and stare at the screen for a long enough period of time for it to soak in. You know, it's like, fucking, at the moment, all she's obsessed about is Bing. If there are any parents out there of young kids who, uh, hopefully they will sympathise with the horror of Bing. Bing (laughs) is a little dickhead, right? He's a little (laughs) bastard rabbit. Who has dungarees on and learns life lessons? Right, right. This is a fucking tangent, but Mark, I'm on this now, right? I need to show you. <laughs> I need to show you a picture of something, right? I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna Google something. Thing, funny. Right. Okay. Here we go.
2: I'm sorry, I, I've, I've literally never heard of this Bing thing. Right.
0: Where's Flop? There he is. Little bastard. Right. <laughs>
2: You, you really have been traumatized by this, haven't you?
0: Bing. Right. Oh Jesus Christ, that's a long URL. Christ, alive. Um, sorry, that's not right. Um,
2: that's a very long copy URL.
0: image URL. Right. Okay. A view image. All right. Ah, here we go. That's better. Right. So I'm googling Bing Bunny, and basically there is a picture of Bing, and a little. ...brown dude, right? And he's called Flop. And he's voiced by Mark Rylance... Um, ...who is a theatre actor... Whoa. ...who's playing the BFG... ...in Steven Spielberg's new BFG film. Right? Yeah. You see that little guy, the brown guy? Right? He's yeah. called Flop, right? Yeah. He... Bing exists in a world... ...where there seem to be no parents, right? And <laughs> all of Bing's friends... ...have similar looking kind of... Um, woolly things like flop except you see flop has got like bunny ears yeah the other ones like he's got an elephant friend and that one's got like elephant ears and um he's got a panda friend and that one's got panda ears right and they all seem to be their carers but none of the parents are about none of the parents ever seem to be about there's bedtime episodes there are no parents right is that little... We saw
2: little... Like the Muppet babies where we saw the legs. Yeah, like yeah,
0: but, well, there are no parents. Flop puts him to bed, right? Is that his
2: dad? No. Do you think that's well, his it was... dad? No, it, that would seem like it's his pet. Yeah. <laughs> From this picture you showing, mate. It looks
0: after him and it fucking... It, whenever Ben bloody falls down, he goes, Oh, I hurt myself. And flop just goes, oh, it's okay, Bing. Don't it's no big thing, Bing. Get up. You know, so he's a bit of
2: a Jiminy cricket kind of character.
0: Yeah, yeah. I that's the thing, right? I'm wondering if all of these carer characters are in their heads. But then it's like, right. So they're just wandering around. They've got no parents. They're, they're, there's no authority about. There's no social structure. The only reason why society exists in Bing is because of these imaginary things in their heads. It is fucked. And my kid fucking loves it.
2: <laughs> it's better than Penis Pigs, though.
0: And I would watch an eternity of Peppa Pig versus watching a month of
2: this. I, I will I will now have to watch an episode of Bing now just to see what kind of horror we are going through. After,
0: after we're done, Mark... Listeners, I'm so sorry, we're we're running really behind, but anyway. CBB, (laughs) CBB's iPlayer, after we're done, Mark. I will give it 20 minutes and then you WhatsApp me and you tell me what you think that situation is.
2: I will, I I, I will, I will take you
0: up on that, I will do that. (laughs) Listeners, do it and tweet us. Is that his dad? Is it his abductor? Is it in his head?
2: (laughs) Right, yeah, I will do that after this. I'll do that while I'm eating dinner.
0: (laughs) Right, seriously, be glad Izzy's not a fucking two-year-old. Straight Outta Compton is directed by F. Gary Gray. And stars O'Shea Jackson, Paul Giamatti... I don't know the rest of the names because I haven't loaded it up on IMDb because I was staring at Bing and thinking about how much I wanted to murder him.
2: Corey Harkins uh, and Jason Mitchell.
0: There we go. And it is the story of NWA. Um, or at least all of them but one member who's not referenced. Am I right in thinking that?
2: Pretty much, yeah. NWA was kind of quite fluid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in terms of there was there was actually people who kind of if you actually have a look for the amount of time that NWA was around there was quite a lot of people kind of dropped in and in and out. Um, the, I mean, the, the main members that people would know about are the ones that are here with with Dre, ZA, Ice Cube, MC Ren, and, and, and DJ Yella. Mm.
0: Okay, so basically it's. It's about NWA and the people around them, and uh, and their rise, um, subsequent kind of breakup and acrimony, and um, uh, and and, and uh, kind of tragic. They try to get back together, but tragedy strikes, kind of nature. Um, and yes, it's been very big. We've both been very much looking forward to it. And uh, Mark, what did you think?
2: Oh um, I, I was hugely hugely looking forward to it, it, it it's a um, you know I, I was massively into I mean uh, Outta Out Compton is one of my favorite albums of all time um I still listen to it quite a lot now um, yeah I was into the, sort of the whole rap scene when I was younger and I I still listen to it on occasion I've listened to it quite a lot recently because of this um I, I really enjoyed um Straight Out Compton um it is clearly um not without it, 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 its flaws, Um and a lot of the criticism that have been aimed at it, once you watch it, it is perfectly fucking justifiable. Uh, but what you get, I think, is, is almost like the, the most, uh, akin movie I can draw it to, uh, is something like Other Stones, The Doors, um in a sense of what you get is you're getting, you're getting a biopic of a band, um uh, not specific people. Um, So you're going off and you're following what happens within this, you know, the people that were in this band focusing mainly on on, on Dre, Easy, uh, and Ice Cube, but kind of trying to focus more on E and probably Dre, I'd say. But also, well, you do have the the conflicting bit of the fact that uh, it's produced by Dre and Ice Cube. So... There are conflicts, I think, that come into it there. But what I will say is it's two and a half hours long and it it flies by. And, yeah, it it doesn't go as as in-depth as, let's say, a a two-and-a-half-hour documentary would or uh, a book about the same subject would. And for, you know... for for the hardcore uh, NWA fans, it's not going to give you anything that you don't already know. In fact, they'll start going, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? But as a, look, look how culturally significant this was, because you might not know, or you might have forgotten, this is what helped start, you know, where, you know, the horrible fucking place we are now with rap music. Um, This is how good rap music used to be, and how important rap music used to be, to, um, to uh, essentially... A community, um, and to a whole fucking movement of, of people that gave them a, a voice that they that they they feel um, that, that that they had not had before. Um, I I really really enjoyed it, but I will admit that it's not without its flaws, which which will I'm sure we'll get into. Mm, I
0: mean, I, um, I am one of the whitest people I know, and, <laughs> and I. I have I have absolutely no idea about NWA. I didn't even know Doctor Dre was involved with them. Like I am coming at it from almost complete ignorance. So it, I'm all, I'm looking at it more as just a straight film, basically like yeah. a biopic film. As a biopic, I think it basically does all the traditional beats. Um, it. It's got the rise, the fall, the kind of the the repair of the relationship, and then it and then it kind of ends kind of thing. Um, I think what it does best. A, I really liked that the, the at least the trailer I saw only really took you up until about the halfway point of the film. Um, yeah, that was great because I thought I, I I was going into it thinking it was going to be about n w a kind of basically inciting um a, 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 an uprising you know and it, it doesn 't really um you know after the first half the kind of the the police kind of stuff is only really referenced in passing and it's it's more about what what they did after and I found that stuff really interesting kind of, kind of from a information point of view, even though it did even though i didn 't really know the stuff that was missing it did feel like. There was some connective stuff not quite there. Like, Dr. Dre basically falls in love with a girl and kind of seems to just marry her in the space of two scenes. I mean, I didn't really know what that was about. And, you know, Ice Cube's... um, The the Ice Cube rage scene, almost like it was a bit of printing the legend or something. You know, it was like, yes, we're going to show a moment where he's hostile, but it's also quite a cool moment where he's going fuck the manager, you know. It, yeah. It's not he's going off on some random person, you know. So I, I don't know whether he ever has or, or not. It, it just, it feels like a sanctioned moment of, yes, he's losing his shit, but he's completely justified in doing so. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, it, like you say, it's very, very pacey. I could have done without Paul Giamatti being cast again as shit-heel manager. Um it, that kind of felt like uninspired casting though I think he does well I would have liked a bit more of him as well that last scene between him and EZE is fantastic because you, it ge- is. you genuinely don't know where he's coming from whether he is actually trying to fuck him over or whether he has been fucking him over but he does also care about him it's, it's conflicted and I wish there was more of that
2: it's, it's a combination I think you know from it, 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 what's good in the film is like you say is you it, it doesn't give you a clear kind of indication of you know look it, he was whether he was or he wasn't fucking them over because it, it, you know Apology Matt, he comes in basically says you know what you you know you're going to take the word of essentially your girlfriend who what what does she do mm. and it is that well yeah what does she do. And you know, you're in that, you know, and I mean, at the other day, it, it, he almost admits, sat there uh, and says, look, yeah, I have fucked you over a little bit, but I've just looked after you. It, you know, the reason why you're in the state you're in now it's is you. because you fucked yeah, up. Yeah. Not because I fucked up, it's because you fucked up. And I mean, the thing is, with any um, sort of biopic, you, you, you quite simply, you can't cover everything. Um, now, the, the the issues that I have with the film are Dr. Dre produced it, um, and Dr. Dre was very influential in essentially this getting made. He's also released an album called Compton at the same time. You know, Dre is very good at, at, at PR and making money. Um, it, it's what he's become very good at. Uh, and it's made him a billionaire, and all fucking power to him. But... He does come across as the level-headed guy who was always just doing it for the music, and he was the one who was controlling all of the sounds and things like that. He comes out of it very, very well, and there are a lot of bits where you go, mm, you weren't quite, quite as nice there, were you? You know, you, you could maybe have put that bit into it, he, couldn't you? Yeah, that, that's,
0: that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, he feels like he's he's pretty passive, like he, he, like he doesn't really, he doesn't really seem to ever rock the boat. Apart from that one scene where he's like Tupac's in the studio and he's telling, he, well, mean, but he's basically telling them to shut the fuck up because he wants to is, record.
2: It, it, it is, I remember reading um, a story about that. Oh, hello. Hello. Yeah. Oh, I lost you for a second there. I'll
0: be back here. About that. Yeah, I, I, I
2: remember reading a. a, a, a story about that incident where um, where there was just in- insanity going on um, from Tupac's thing and he said that, you know that he was recording in uh, a studio and there was fucking you know in-, in the room next to him which was the the office it's Knight's office he said there was just a whole menagerie of drugs and there was dog fights and stuff like that going on all this carnage and Dre just going that's just what happens at death row <laughs> Mm. And yeah
0: here so, yeah. it's the great. I'm trying to do my art. You lot are yeah. being idiots. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean that's there is there is a kind of a sense of manufacture about some of the stuff here. Um, mm. and, and I mean I think that's just in its construction, and that is what it is. But the performances are uniformly great. Um, yeah, there's not a bad egg in the entire bunch, you know. I mean, there, there's really not. Um, no, and um, I mean, I mean, I, I think Paul Giamatti stereotypically cast casted, but he's 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 fine in the role. Um, but I mean, they've got he's think, stereotypically great. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I mean, the the, the 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 like the three main guys, they've got power where they need to have power, you know, and. Um, I just seeing the, the, the kind of the racial stuff, seeing the shit that they they had to go through, like that, that thing where they're um, standing outside the recording um, studio and they're uh, kind of made to lie down on the ground and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it almost... It, I'd like to think in 50 years people will watch that and laugh at it because it seems parodic or something because, like, that's just shit that wouldn't happen now, like, in 50 years' time. But now... That's just like, yep, that's still happening today, you know. Uh... Yeah, it
2: is, and the thing is, with, with that as as well. I mean, that scene. I, I think that's one of the, the strongest scenes in the movie because that's the that's the bit where you know Paul Giamatti's, you know, Jerry Heller. There, uh, he's not doing that because he sees cash in these guys. He's doing that because he doesn't. He he genuinely believed that this was a great, you know, a great new musical movement, and and he. <laughs> was in at the fucking ground level, you know. He was, you know, the way that, the way that he saw it, uh, was that, uh, um, he grew up, um, where the, the great fucking oppressed was, um, was, was, was the Jews. And he was, he was Jewish. That's what he, he grew up with. And now he saw that and saw how the black youth and everything were being treated by the same, by the, the fucking, the grandchildren, children of the, you know, the, the people that treated you know his, him or his parents in in the same way. You know in in a post um, Second World War. So you know there's a moment there where he gets really you know fucking angry. And you know that's that there's moments like that where you go, Do you know what that happened. That's not a like you said about the you know uh, ice cube going and trashing the fucking the office. You know where that's the stuff of legend, you know, you can believe that that, that fucking happened, you know, and like you say, it, it's, there's a cultural, the cultural fucking date stamp on this, where you look back at it and go, now, we should be saying now, you know, that's 25 years ago, 20, no, no, nearly 30 years ago, you know, I'm glad we've moved on from that, but we fucking haven't, uh, and that's insanity, that in nearly 30 years, we haven't moved on from that, and, the, you know, this film, yeah, it, it, it's come out, you know, for the film, a, a cultural fucking, you know, standpoint where, you know, the the shitty treatment of, of black youth in America is now being highlighted again, um, which, you know, is great that it is being highlighted and it is being taken seriously again, but also it's fucking horrible that A, it happened in the first place, B, it happened 30 years ago, and C, why the fuck is it happening now? Yeah, yeah.
0: No, exa- no, exactly. No, exactly. It's 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 really. I mean, it, it it's. It, I mean, it's powerful, and I mean, it would have been powerful if this hadn't been happening. But it, it, I mean, that that kind of scene, it it, it is now. You know, it, it it's um ah oh, fuck. It's really really sad, and um um. I mean, I like as well later on where like the first kind of the, the kind of the rap battle kind of thing where. Terry Heller's yeah. listening to it. And he was like, "We're gonna, we're gonna get the Jewish Defense League on this. You know, we can't Wish take this." Which they it. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like yeah. the fact that he's up in arms about that, and yet these guys are seeing it's uh, a, you know a black person insulting another black person, and it's just, yeah, it is what it is.
2: You know, I, 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 yeah, I, that, I enjoyed that. Kind of- that yeah it, it was very as well i mean um i think a jackson um junior which is obviously ice cube son he's playing his dad um uh, he's he shines in the movie when he's when he's having to essentially rap and everything like that, you know, he's, he's very good and he's very composed and he sounds a lot like his dad, anything like that. He's good in his scenes, but he, he shines at that. Um, and the, the, the actual, you know, the three, I suppose you'd say kind of leads. I think Jason Mitchell as easy is, is very, very good. Um, in it. He's you know, that's, that's a caliber performance, you know, and you get this, you know, the, that, you know, there's this tough guy demeanour that always goes with, with with rap music, and especially gangster rap. Um And you know, they do what what they've been quite clear to show is the vulnerability behind it all. The you know the confusion and the um you know the, the kind of that naivety that these guys essentially were just a load of fucking street guys who they didn't. They didn't see the future of, of this was a, they were gonna make a foot ton of money, but they wanted to make enough bank to essentially, to be able to be the big shots around town, not the big shots around music. Hmm. And it just, doors kept opening and they kept going through them and you know, it, it just it got bigger and bigger and bigger. I mean, fucking, you know, there's a, there's a point where they mentioned, you know, we we didn't want to be one of the biggest bands in America. We wanted to be, you know, the biggest band on the block. Yeah, it it, it exploded, you know. And it is strange that you think that that NWA tour essentially that was that was easier and NWA in a similar way to as you got Eminem and D12 and things like that. That was easier. Is easy uh, and 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 nwa and at that point you know people like um to an extent dre uh, mc wyne yellow and ice cube that they were they were kind of like a backing band they were session players yeah. um but you know ice cube wrote a lot of the lyrics um and you know was a, a big driving force and if you go back and listen to the straight out Compton um you know, album. Um, it is, um, you know, it, 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 it's a it's a definite album where everybody has has a voice on it. It's a band's album. It's not an Easy album. Um, but you had that that dichotomy of uh, uh, the way it was working, and, and you know, Hella used used kind of his idea, his, his knowledge of the music business to kind of to exploit it, etc. But but Easy, you know, Ruth Records made a lot of money.
0: I mean, do do you wish there was there was kind of more of the the process of making the um, the later albums in this? Because it just kind of feels like after the first album, Izzy does his own thing, and everybody's like, "Yeah, I'm not really into it," and they're kind of almost like they're laughing at Ice Cube's um, uh, like kind of reply song. And th- do you wish there was kind of more of that stuff, or, uh, or are you just I, happy with I, I, what I, he had?
2: I'm, I'm very happy with what I have because I, I think that the, the, the mistake you can sometimes make uh, um, with um, biopics is that you go, you can either omit too much and it ends up being a just, just a, a puff piece. A, a nonsense. Mm. Or you can go too in-depth and you can end up losing people. And I think that what this does is if anything, it, it is it is verging on this is too much of a puff piece, but also it's a really entertaining puff piece, you know, and it, it, it you know hopefully it will it will show kind of kids you know oh by the way what you think is rap now it isn't it it fucking isn't go back and listen to listen to Ice Cube because he's not that guy from the twenty from the Jump Street movies, you know he was. Brilliant, you know, go back and listen to NWA, listen to these things, because the, the the guys who were appearing on fucking Katy Perry records and things like that, they, they aren't, that, that's not rap, that's pop music. These guys, quite simply, to fucking, to, to go into what it was, these guys had something to say, and what they said was, was real, you know, it, it, it you know, it, it had fucking meaning, Um, and the, the homogenising and the, um, the almost gentrification um, of, of rap music from kind of the demise of Death Row, I suppose, uh, in sort of the mid to late 90s, and then what it's become, uh, uh, what rap music in popular culture now, it couldn't be further from this raw fucking street knowledge that we had uh, in, in kind of like the late 80s and the early 90s, where it was... Powerful and it was punchy and it was there was a lot going on and it, you know you had the, it was anger in it um, and yeah it was it was fucking it was sexist it was there's, you know there's a misogyny to it that is there um, that I don't think is explored anywhere near enough and I think it, could, it should have been explored a little bit more you know the the the, the attitude towards women was was pretty fucking horrible mm. <laughs> in this and that could have been you know it, it, it's it's not forgivable or anything like that but. And it's not, well, that was the time, or anything like that. That could have been explored more. But I'm just glad that we got a fucking good movie, to be honest.
0: Fair play. I can't say fairer than that.
2: You know, I I, I like... The the end of it was quite amusing, where essentially it was... Essentially, the end of it was like Dre saying, can we put a little corner in at the end of it, during the credits, that just say how fucking important I am to rap? Yeah,
0: I mean, that was... That was funny as well, but I mean, it was what, funny. What what I would say, what I did, what I did like about the ending is that they don't just do like title cards saying Ice Cube went on to star in the film Barber Shop. You know, it, it, yeah, it is, did it.
2: I, I thought, I thought that that was going to happen. It was Ice Cube went on to be a, a, a huge successful movie star. Uh, so far, his movies have gross. blah and. Dr. Dre has gone on to be a member of the Three Comma Club.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You know, I expected that and we didn't. We just got, look, you know, we got, we got a shot from Friday and we got Dre going, look how important I am. Look how big my rap dick is. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny. Fuck it. Why not? (laughs) You know, you guys helped start essentially, a whole fucking subgenre that kick-started, you know, rap music was there, but they started the gangster rap subgenre, which kick-started, essentially, a large proportion of what we have as being fucking modern music, which is incredible, to think, if you go back and you trace it back, you know, it, you could trace it back to starting there, yeah. it's, it's incredible.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I, yeah, I, I, it's. It just feels like this film could have been a bit more, it like, important than it turned out, uh, than the actual content turned out to be. I, I It feels like there's absolutely, a lot of conversations absolutely. to have uh, to have about NWA, and it. It almost feels like maybe not all of them are really born out through the the, the, the film itself.
2: Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with it. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a definitely not sure with it, um, but I, I will openly admit if somebody says to me, "Yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't cover all of it," I'll go, "No, it, it, it doesn't. It, it maybe it doesn't even cover enough of it," uh, but I still enjoyed it because it's funny at points. The the Ice Cube turn around to the I watch up to the, the reporter and going, "I'll oh, watch your name. Oh, it's Blah. All right." Well, eat a dick, get the fuck out of my house, yeah. and then oh, just walk it yeah, off. Yeah, it's like yeah,
0: that's, good.
2: that's brilliant. That's that that that's brilliant because it, it's a, cause there are few better insults than eat a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Fair play. Where are you with it then?
0: Um, definitely not shit. Yeah. Um, I, I, I The thing is, I, I. To be honest, I've just kind of let you talk because you're way more into it than I am. <laughs>
2: <laughs> fair
0: enough. Uh, Yeah, i mean there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that at all you know it's 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 all good it's all good yeah. and I've, I've i've enjoyed listening to you speak about it um but That's yeah it. i'm i'm definitely not sure i i do think it's a fairly standard issue biopic which is um elevated by its subject matter and its performances anyway <laughs> okay and we are back and um because of the length of the episode um even though i will have cut some stuff out because it's going to make me sound like an idiot um so (laughs) i'm going to like this show is going to be a bit edited but um it's still we've been going we've been chatting for a while and to be fair i kind of wonder how interesting some of this stuff actually is to people so uh you know hey um so um (laughs) yeah (laughs) So it's been our most
2: indulgent episode, for yeah. No, it
0: really has, though, hasn't it? It's just been us chatting, really. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, okay. People under the stairs. Um, so where's Craven? Yeah, he died. Um, brain cancer, which um, nobody seemed to know he had, um, which is fucking heartbreaking. Oh, I'm sure his family did, but he he certainly kept it under his hat. Um, it's available in HD on iTunes for seven ninety nine. As is the original, uh, the original soundtrack is available on iTunes for ten ninety nine. <laughs> Jesus Christ! The longest track on iTunes is two minutes forty five. The shortest track is eleven seconds.
2: <laughs> I think it, it tends to crop up every now and again on on various different Netflix as well as The People under the Stairs. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, no, no absolutely. It just it, it made me laugh. There's a track that's 11 seconds long on the fucking soundtrack album. Um, yeah, so, yes. Um, so, I I, I think I, I suggested The People Under the Stairs. It, it seems like the one that people have just kind of come out of the woodwork and said, hey, The People Under the Stairs, you know. Um, it, it seems to be that the, the kind of the great... Underappreciated or underseen
2: one. Yeah, I think a lot of people tend to forget that it was it was Craven, to be honest. Mm. You know, I I think I think that that can be a a, a lot of it um, that comes into it. It's one that you know I'm a huge Craven uh, fan, um, but it's one I think people I say it's. It's one that people sort of... I think because people go to either... It's really early stuff with the things like The Last House on Left and the Hills of Eyes, or they go to things like A Nightmare on Elm Street, um, or then you get the, you know, Scream. It's not within that kind of um, pantheon. But when you go back and watch it, it's a terrifically entertaining movie.
0: Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's mental... Um, that's the first yes, thing. Yes, that, say that is one it. thing. It, I mean, it, it is it is insane this film, um, and <clears throat> that I, I, it's a really weird kind of mix of Home Alone with more socially aware kind of stuff, but with a very big Twin Peaks homage, uh, reference. Yeah, you know, and, and I mean that's. I'll be absolutely honest with you. I've been going through Twin Peaks, as you you know, lately. And um, I started watching this and I saw um, Big Ed. I was like, oh, cool, he's in it. And I was watching it. I was like, that woman's really, really like um, um, his wife. Nadine. Nadine. She's really, really like her. And I was continuing to watch it. I was like... She's really, really, really like Nadine, and as it goes (laughs) on, I'm just like, uh, "Where's Anderson? Where's Craven? Wes Anderson's people under the stairs? Uh, Has Wes Craven (laughs) just cast a woman uh, uh, as uh, as as his wife, just as a weird tribute? It took me an hour and a quarter into the film." To finally twig. Hang on. Why don't I go on IMDB and see if that <laughs> actually is the woman who play, plays Nadine? Yeah,
2: it is. It's Wendy Roby who plays um, yeah, who plays Nadine. Mark, Fiddy. I'll tell
0: you. Wasn't one of my finest moments.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll have those ones though where you go
0: it's that it's that yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah I've those Shit, like,
0: a it's lot. Up. It is. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i I enjoy how fucking off the wall and just, just what the shit is this that this film is a,
2: yeah because it yeah it it, it goes it, it, at first you kind of watch it and you're going yeah it it's got a kind of um you know a quirky kind of ghost you know not ghost, straight a quirky kind of um old school Horror adventure kind of thing going. And then all of a sudden, Everett McGill, uh, arrives in a gimp suit with a shotgun and starts blowing holes in the wall. And you go, whoa, 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 whoa. What? I, I, I'm also a big... There was, there was tinges of, of, of this is a little bit strange going on when, you know, when he's sat hunched over and he's eating the big fucking huge, um, rack of ribs. And he keeps on spitting out the the the, the, the book shot out there. This 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 tinges of something's gonna get fucking weird here. But then when that happens, you go, all right, wasn't expecting that.
0: I mean that's the thing. Like, there is no build up to that whatsoever. Like, you, 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 yeah. I mean, it's not like um, him get. Um, I think maybe she says at one point, go get your suit on. Or something. but that yeah. might be later in the film. But like literally, he just comes out, and it's almost like he jumps into frame, and he's just—he does something, yeah. yeah. Just like here I am, but <laughs> you know, just start shooting people, uh, shooting the
2: whole. The thing is, uh, the, the the wonder of it is, it's never explained why he's wearing that, <laughs> yeah. and it's not logical. It, it literally is just a an insanity. That is that is bred into it. I mean, it's it all plays into it. What one I think thing that 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 is prevalent throughout um, kind of proper fucking horror filmmakers is how smart they are. Um, and Wes Craven is an incredibly clever man. Uh Obviously, was an incredibly clever man. And this film, you look at it and you go, it's this insane fucking story about this mad fucking. Brother and sister fucking couple who essentially keep on having these people, and they're literally having living in their basement in their walls, and yet there's so much political fucking underlying sort of effect there that is that is so unbelievably smart. It, 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 that you know that it, once you actually realise what's going on, it's kind of like. How the fuck could you even miss that?
0: Yeah, I mean, no, no, exactly. I, it's, I don't know. I mean, you because you, you've got that craziness mixed with a very, um, I, I, I don't know. It's kind of, I don't know, almost like a grim fairy tale thing of someone like, a, an a yeah. having to go into somewhere and, uh, I, it, 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 I don't know. It's got that kind of like dark, twisted. I, 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 God, I don't even know how to describe it, but because I'm a bit pissed. But um,
2: it, it, it it's like it's Wes Craven directed a Goosebumps.
0: Book. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly it, except with swearing and a gimp suit.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, like like Wes Craven read what is it and went, I like this. How can I make this? <laughs> mm-hmm. And they went, I know what. Gimp suit, swearing, go. <laughs> And there's not actually that much gore. It's fun gore. It, it, you know, it, this is a horror movie that happens to be really quite funny and quite biting at points. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, Yeah. No. Exactly. I mean. It, that, that's the thing. I mean. It's. It's got this weird mix of tones, and it. It pretty much manages to work throughout. Um, uh, pretty much throughout the entire thing, really. I mean, there's there's not. There's not a moment where you where you feel like oh that's a bit off, and yet there's there's so much weird shit going on, um, and yet it it all seems to hang together. It it kind of feels like if you were to blow on it, it would it would fall apart like a deck of cards. Yeah. Um, but as as it is what it is, it just all seems to work somehow.
2: It's one of those where it's kind of like, like you say, if you wanted to, you, you could, you could pick holes in it. But it's one of those where you go, but why would you want to? You know, if a hole's there, then fine, point it out. But if you're going, to lo- if you have to look for them, then they're not that obvious. So, you know, it, it's not trying to be, you know, some great fucking. It's not. There's a, there's a lot going on in terms of the fact that of what it's trying to say, but it's not thrusting it down your fucking throat. So why pick holes in it? You can just look at it as a fun kind of horror comedy, or you can look at it as uh, a biting political statement. Either way, it works very well. Yeah,
0: I mean, this is it. I mean. I- the I I when you say biting critical statement I I I don't think it's saying anything particularly incisive maybe but the fact that Craven did did this I think is still kind of commendable and especially the fact that he he did it in such a a weird kind of fucked up form I mean, how did this film actually do?
2: Really well, actually. Um, I mean, it cost around sort of. Between six and eight million, and it, you know, it made it made another thirty. Fair play. Which, you know, it's not bad. Is 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 a decent amount of money. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's not, it's not gonna crave as most successful movies. But fuck, if you make if nowadays if if if, if Bloomhouse made uh, a People Under the Stairs now, not as a remake, just as a standalone. They made people the stairs, it just came out now, and it cost them 6 million, and it made 31 million, you'd be getting the people on the stairs too. Yeah. Yeah. It might not come out in a cinema, but it fucking happen. You know, it, it's that kind of thing. Um you know, it, it's not Elm Street money, but, you know, it, it's also, it's, it's a fucking shit ton better than whatever fucking My Soul of tape made, I'm guessing. Now I'm going to check that to see if I'm fucking horribly wrong and My Soul of Tate made shit loads of money that I didn't know about.
0: There's no way My Soul of no, Tate made shit of money right. that you're not aware about. There's no way. Yeah,
2: My Soul of cost 25 million and it made under 20, so... Mm.
0: That fucker was post-converted into 3D as well. It was, Do you remember it? when that shit happened all the time?
2: Yes, I'm fucking Well, the thing is, I can't even remember the last time I watched a 3D movie, which is wonderful, and glorious, yeah. in fact.
0: When was the last time I did? Might have been Avengers Age of Ultron, actually, because I had to, because like, it was the only time I could make.
2: I mean, it, it, it's... I mean, it's, it's, it's it actually uh, insane that I'm, I'm looking at Cream's Wikipedia page, uh, and um, it's it's his tenth highest grossing movie.
0: Jesus, really?
2: Apparently, yeah.
0: What? Okay, what's what's that, the top that ten? Can't,
2: that can't have made more than um, a Nightmare on Elm Street. Fuck you, Wikipedia! You lying sack of I'll balls. tell you
0: what, Box <laughs> Office Mojo.
2: God, let's box office mojo this and compare and like my own must have made no, no it didn't, apparently according to this right, let's box office mojo this motherfucker, you go and box office mojo now and I'll tell you what it has on the Craven thing and see, let's see if okay, he's what is it? are going completely fucking indulgent again adjusted on this, but for fuck inflation, it
0: inflation, here you go adjusted for inflation
2: right, right. well I've got not for adjusted for inflation I've got, what have you got number one Scream Scream, yeah what have you got there? I've got 173 million.
0: 189. What have you got number
2: two? Screen two. Yeah, what have you got number three? Screen three. There's a theme here, isn't <laughs> What have you got at number four? Red Eye. Ooh, I've got Screen four at number four. Red Eye at number five. Um. What have you got next? Nightmare
0: on Elm Street.
2: Ah, there. You see, mine, I've got... Uh, I've got the Hills of Eyes the 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 remake, which he didn't direct. <laughs> what are you looking at, Wiki? And then it was, yeah, I'm just looking at okay I have Wiki open when I'm, I'm i look at this so I can remember what people are called. Um but Yeah. And but it also has the it also has the, 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 the remake of Last House on the left on here. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm literally <laughs>
0: This is the most pointless table I've ever seen um, Yeah, I'm just looking at um
2: because he didn't direct two of the three of these movies.
0: I'm literally just looking at um, just for ticket price inflation that he directed, and I'm assuming this is US gross. Um, mm. Oh no, it is it is worldwide. Okay, number one, Scream, 189 million. Scream two, 183 million. Scream three, 138 million. Wow, Scream four worldwide, 39 million. It did. L- it did less than three times what Scream Three did. Scream
2: Four must have must have made more than
0: that. No, to be fair, man, that film didn't do well.
2: Yeah, but it did tank a little bit, didn't it?
0: Like that's really sad. Um. Yeah, and then uh, six people un- uh five. Nine Round Elm Street, sixty-one million. Six people under the stairs, forty-eight million. Seven Serpent, and the Ray- Rainbow, forty million. Scream Four was number eight, thirty nine million. Vampire in Brooklyn, number nine, thirty eight million. And West Craven's New Nightmare, number ten, thirty six million. Vampire
2: in Brooklyn, I always forget he directed that as well.
0: I've never seen that.
2: Vampire in Brooklyn, it's it's not good. Don't get me wrong. It's entertaining enough, but it, it is it, it feels more an Eddie Murphy movie than it does a a, a West Craven movie. Is what I'll say. Hmm. Um, but yeah it, it's it, it's it's worth a watch at some point don't fucking rush to it
0: yeah I yeah I can't see me rushing to it
2: you've got by you've got by so far without watching it <laughs>
0: Um. yeah no no I think I think I yeah,
2: Young Bing Ryan as well
0: yeah yeah who
2: I like
0: he's quite prominent in the in the opening credits and you think he's going to be there for a while and nope
2: Nope,
0: he's gone. No, I, even though I, I loved his costume, it, none, it more, none, very none more fucking nineties than that man.
2: Yeah, it is. It's it's a. It, it, he's a, a peculiar actor. Is it, it, is uh, is being I, I,
0: I will ask actually. Um, are Everett McGill and Wendy Roby still alive?
2: Uh, I think they are. I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah.
0: I'm sure they are. Uh, so I haven't finished season two of Twin Peaks yet, but is there a chance that they could both be in the new one?
2: I think they probably... They, I, I, I'm pretty sure they will be. Um, reasons being, I can say this, is um, somebody was um, tweeting pictures today of the set um, for... Um, They've started filming Twin Peaks now, They've started filming it this mm. week, I think, or last week. So we really tweeting pictures from the set and uh one of the sets is uh Ed and Nadine's house. Oh brilliant. So whether or not they're both there or not. Uh but Everett McGill is sixty-nine now. Eight. Uh and uh Wendy Roby is um sixty one. Oh it'd be good to see that. Wendy Roby Last made something in 2008 and Everett McGill. um hasn't made anything, I don't think, since the late 90s. Wow. Maybe,
0: maybe yeah. James will just be living there.
2: Well, the, one surprise. But yeah, I, it'd be nice, it'd be nice if they were in it. I, I, I don't know. What I'm trying to do, to be honest, um, There's a slight start on it again. Is I'm trying to avoid a lot of the uh, the swim peak stuff,
1: hmm.
2: um, uh, and I've, I've actually the, the 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 thing that I saw the uh, the tweets of uh, the uh, the set uh, is an account I, I followed on on Twitter that I've now actually stopped following because I, I actually don't want to. I want to I want to sit down with it. Uh, in you know two years' time or a year's time or however long it's going to be it's looking more like 2017 now apparently um, I want to sit down and watch it with that that much information uh, is that, that I, I don't know what's happening all I know is that I'm about to watch a new Twin Peaks I think it's very interesting the rumours coming out about how it's going to be made and shot that essentially um, they're just going to shoot it what they've got written they're going to shoot that And then it will be cut down into episodes. Um, It might be nine episodes. It might be eleven episodes. You don't really know yet. Lynch doesn't know, but he's going to shoot it as if it were a film, and then cut it into episodes, which is interesting. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I really hope. I really hope it is going to be next year. I, it's um, it. Oh, fuck, I've lost my train of thought. Sorry. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I do... I, sorry, this is really embarrassing. Um, I mean, I do hope it's next year, just because I'm, like, kind of going through it at the moment really slowly, and I just don't want to kind of, like, lose my momentum before I get to it. Um, but I, I, yeah. I mean, just the, you know, of what, like, 16-hour David Lynch film. Who doesn't want that?
2: Exactly, you know, and let's be honest, uh, I think Lynch would say this, this this is probably, in all likelihood, the last film slash TV thing we will get from David Lynch. You know, it's it's, it's him looking at it and going, I'm probably never going to make another film again, but what I can do is I can finish my greatest work. Um, and, you know, he's directing all of it, uh, it would seem um is the plan so like you say we're going to get essentially a TV series which really is a like you say a, 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 possibly like a 15 16 hour David Lynch film where it, it would seem like he's got carte blanche to, to do what he fucking wants he's argued that essentially and said I either get to do what I want I either get to take it where not just where he wants but where him and, and Matt Frost want to take it or it doesn't happen at all yeah And they've kind of gone, yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah, let's do that. So, you know, with Lynch, Lynch will do what he wants to do, or he won't do it. And the guy's never going to play it safe. He doesn't know how to play it safe. All we're going to get is what he wants to give us. Whether or not it is fucking gold, or whether or not it is... Okay, what the fuck was that? You know, I, I'm I'm not worried, but I maybe should be. <laughs>
0: no, I don't think you should. I don't there. think you should be. He'd only be doing it if he genuinely felt need to do it. And I mean, I, I like anything David Lynch wants to put out, I'm gonna watch. As you yeah, would. So yeah. you know, uh, yeah, I have no absolutely no fuck
2: i own all of the the short films and all of the um you know the the web series things he did and all that and I've watched them all um and you know I I adorage um and obviously you know twin peaks is a, a huge fucking part of my life which is a really bizarre thing to say about a TV show uh, um but you know I I you know I've not I've not done my usual yearly watch that I have of it, uh, but I'm sure I will before the end of this year. Um And for you know 30 hours worth of TV, you know, to watch that pretty much once a year <laughs> is pretty yeah, insane. Yeah, no, I mean
0: it's great though.
2: Um, it is, and it, it, it's wonderfully, it's it, 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 it's 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 an incredible show, and it, it, I cannot wait for the. What I want is I want my first experience of of of, of, of Twin Peaks happening again. I want it to be sat down on my sofa in front of my TV because that's what it is. It's a TV show. And I want the first thing I hear from this to be the beats of that show. To be the first. And that's what I want. I I, I don't, I don't want to know what's happening in that episode until I'm watching that episode.
0: I I don't think there's going to be, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think literally it's gonna be that. I don't think there's gonna be any studio logos or any of that kind of shit. I think it's just gonna be no. boom, boom, boom.
2: You know, I, I, and I, you'd, 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 you'd hope, because you'd hope that, well, I, what I really hope and what I would suspect is that the credits we're gonna get are gonna be the same credits. Yeah, I'd say so. You know, I can't see Lynch going, let's change the credits, or let's do date credits. They're not, they're not, like Friends where you're getting snippets from a fucking season they're the credits to Twin Peaks, just do that
0: Yeah, no, no, exactly No, it, it, I mean, it's going to be that, of course it is I mean, do we know anything more about him yeah. God, this went off people under the stairs but never mind, Um, do we know anything more about him doing it in 4-3 um, aspect
2: ratio? Not sure um, there was there was a rumour that, that, that he was insisting that it be shot in 4-3, but I, I'm I'm not Sure, he'd be that stubborn.
1: Hmm.
2: Um, if it is, it is. Fuck it, I'll be fine. If it, if it isn't, I'm not gonna say oh well. He's he's, he's destroyed the heart and soul. of... Fuck off. That's not that. That isn't the heart and soul of, of Twin Peaks. If I get that in, you know, in widescreen, um, I, I'll be happy. You know, it won't it won't bother me either way. Um, to be honest, I I, I don't. It's not something I associate um it, you know, on a, a tangible level with, with watching Twin Peaks. It just Fair isn't. Enough. I maybe should, but but I I, I I don't if he does it, it's cool. If he don't fuck it, it's still gonna look beautiful.
0: Yeah. Fair play. Um so definitely not shit for people under the stairs.
2: Definitely not shit. It's glorious. If you've not seen it, or if you've, uh, if you've not watched it for a few years, now is in celebration of, of the great man of, of, of Wes Craven. You know, you, you, know, you could go out back and re-watch, you know, Scream or, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Last House the Left, things like that. Why not go back and watch People on the Stairs? Because it, it, it's a fucking, it's an hour and a half of ridiculously entertaining, um, you know, film. You know, watch it.
0: Nice. Nice. Um, so we do actually have some listening feedback, but I think I'm gonna leave that for the next show. We're um basically um the next show we don't know when we're gonna record yet because uh it's my dad's funeral next week and I'm actually going to Italy a couple of days after. So we're we're hoping to find some time to um uh to record in, in the next few days, hopefully, but we'll see how that goes. Um, If not, it's going to be, I don't know, it's going to be a jam-packed show the week after, because we're we're definitely going to see the Tom Hardy film Legend. Um, We're planning on reviewing Turbo Kid, and we're going to have like two weeks' worth of what we watched and some feedback. Yeah. So, let's see what happens. (laughs) Yeah, yes. Um, But, aside from that, I don't have anything else to say, actually. Mark, are you okay, or...?
2: I'm I I I'm good. Do we have any questions? I didn't actually Um sorry. oh yeah
0: or I I, 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 might have, I might have forgot. Um well Dan did ask if which one of us was the uh was the more what did he ask? Oh
2: that was which one of the most street
0: which one of us is the more street Um yeah, I am not uh, the most street out of um, us is. Um, guy
2: is the bush street kind of people <laughs> are we but, but no, yeah
0: he's he's a cheeky monkey is dan, and uh, neither of us are all <laughs> no No, we're, were
2: we're not at all uh yeah but we're we're kind of happy about that
0: yeah i'm I'm okay with that and i I think that was it, so we will speak to you at some point in the future. I do apologize for the rambling nature, and it's completely my fault because i've been kind of steering us towards the rambling, but uh my name's Ian Laurie. That's Mark Foster, and we we hope you enjoyed it. We hope you did, yeah. We I, fuck it, we enjoyed your yeah, comment. Yeah, yeah, so. a great couple of hours, to be fair. So fuck a lot of you, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, <laughs> bye bye. Bye.